Hello, welcome to Openly Spoken. My name is Celia. It's been a while since I've done a solo episode. And today I am finally recording the update slash part two part of my solo episode I dropped in April about the sisterhood wound. I shared there that the sisterhood wound was something that had recently resurfaced for me, that it was something I was working on, and that I would update you all around August about it. And right now feels like a right time to talk about it again and to share with you what I've been moving through because I'm just seeing some <laughs> incredible shifts and incredible women coming into my life and even even this whole podcast has been a journey of just like I feel like as I'm moving through the women that I'm attracting I'm just like wow I'm so inspired by you and even today like I had a call with someone and she's going to be in an episode next year but I just loved her energy so much and I'm so excited to create with her and also like in seeing her radiance I noticed that like I was feeling like anxious on the call and I was feeling like uh, like uh, I'm feeling like uh, is this done yet like I want to like go away and hide so that's one of the things I'm going to touch on with uh, the sisterhood wound and what that is like what what it is that's happening from my experience of when you're around someone else and you start to feel wanting to hide feeling the words aren't really coming to me right now but I'll get into that Welcome to Openly Spoken, the podcast to help you show up, speak out, and be seen. I'm your host, Celia Antonio, women's empowerment mentor, mindfulness expert, and quantum self-love coach. Every week, you'll hear real and unfiltered stories from me and my guests covering topics around spirituality, self-expression, womanhood, healing, love, relationships, and more. My intention with this podcast is to help sensitive, spiritual, ambitious women fully step into their potential so that you can live a life you love with every cell and every fiber of your being. And I get that it's not easy to fit into a box. So I bring in a variety of topics to feed your multifaceted self. You can find me over on Instagram at selfexpressbabe and info on where to find my guests are always going to be in the show notes below. I am so grateful that you're here and I invite you to now set an intention, sit back, relax, and receive what is coming through to you on your headphones right now. Take what resonates, leave out what doesn't, and give yourself time to reflect. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's dive in. I started listening to the other episode and I was just like, you know, I don't, I just want to record this. I want to share what's, what's been alive and what's been true for me. So maybe the first place to start would be in case you didn't listen to the first episode, in case you've never heard of the sisterhood wound before. It's basically this contraction or discomfort that comes up in regards to relating with other women in your life. And where this is said to come from is from the time where 
women were accused of being witches. Um, there was like this, oh, my cat just meowed. I hope that that was caught in the audio because that was so cute. She's so cute. So there was this kind of like um, incentivization to out other women. So that's one piece. Another piece is, <laughs> she's meowing again. Another piece, and I spoke I spoke about these in the first episode, but another piece is also like media uh, portraying women in, uh, media has definitely gotten better with this, but like, at least when I was growing up, I noticed a lot of cattiness in movies and shows, and maybe it still exists now, I don't know. And just that kind of like, it's interesting how when we see something in media, how we kind of emulate that and think that that's the normal and and we're like, oh, okay, this is what beauty is. Let me make myself look like that. Or like, this is what being a woman is. Let me be like that. Or this is what sex is. Let me go have this type of sex. And it's just interesting how like, what an effect media has on us. So the witch wound media, and then also I think a big part of it and definitely for me comes from like the very first relationship that you ever had in this life was with your mom. Unless of course, maybe, you know, she passed away while she was giving birth to you. If that's your reality, I'm sending you so much love and I hope you are receiving the healing and what you need to move through that and to not let that hold you back. So those are the three spaces. And I definitely feel all of those, all three of them. So let's talk about the witch wound first. I don't think I went in depth of what these three things are. And I think explaining what they are will kind of bring things into like more context. So for me, I know that I feel the witch wound because I've, I've always felt very connected with nature and very connected with earth. And if I were to follow a religion, which I don't, I'm a highly spiritual person, but I don't subscribe to following any religion. But if I did, I would choose something where my god or goddess, I should say, would be the earth. And I would choose a religion where like earth is seen as a living being and where all of my actions are for the devotion of earth. You know, being aware of the garbage I create with the things I use in my everyday life and things like that that by like standards of christianity is considered witchcraft <laughs> and um so there's that and also another way that i know that i feel the witch wound that you might resonate with is there there's this like because i'm so spiritual there are many sides of me my cat is meowing oh are you asking for belly rubs Come here. I'm going to invite you into the podcast. You want to meow into the microphone? I'm holding my cat now as I record. So there are these like sides to me that come from my like spiritual side. Like, for example, 
my love of mantras, my love of crystals, my just like my thoughts as well of like how miracles exist and how things are always happening in the most perfect way, even if it feels like chaos. And just like my, like I'll walk around in the park and be like the only person that's like barefoot walking in the grass or I'll be the only person that's just like laying down in the middle of the field. And I've sometimes gotten people that stop and they're like, are you okay? <laughs> so I'm like that little, um, here, here's how I know that, that I have a witch wound is because those parts of me are so true to me. And yet there's this like internal dialogue that says like, you know, I'm weird. I do this because I'm weird. And that used to be then my kind of like, excuse I guess is the right word to hide those parts of myself in order to be safe and now I'm just kind of like I embrace my weirdness more but it definitely like I guess the contraction to want to be true to myself will come up if I'm in spaces that are not aligned where I know that the person has completely different views on me views than me um, but I'm not really around those kind of circles anymore. And that's been that's been this journey from when did I post? Let me check when I posted the Sisterhood Wound episode. It was in April. And now that I'm sitting and recording this, this is it's September. So that's what five months. And there's been a lot of shifting around of where I'm putting my energy relationship wise. And uh, even in my business, like what I'm spending my energy on and how that has shifted the types of people that are like being called into my life and people that are like getting my attention where I'm like, oh, what's she doing? Like, let me let me check out what this person is doing because I'm feeling resonant with their with their energy. So that was a little tangent going back to that that witch wound i think the the most important part of bringing up this witch wound thing is and and like a little tip i want to give you that really helped me and i'll i'll get more in depth i'll get more in depth a little bit with like the little journey i've been on with the last 5 months but something that's really helped me is like surrounding myself with women who also feel the same about earth who also feel this like deep connection to this like un this thing that you can't describe in words that's the source for all life and some of you might describe that as as god a source i say source or I say the universe so finding women in my life that resonate with that and spending more time with those people and then in that, you you can kind of like practice being seen as yourself. And over time, like what has come through to me is like, oh, oof, it's safe to be like this. And like anyone that anyone that like rejects this part of me is just not someone I'm meant to 
put my energy into. Like, it doesn't mean that something is bad about me or even about that person. It just means we have different preferences. We're on different paths. We're on different wavelengths. And putting your energy into getting people who don't understand you to love you and to accept you is a fucking waste of your energy. It's a total waste. (laughs) We're talking about a sisterhood wound. I brought up the witch wound. Second, I brought up media. Okay. With media, um, I think I talked about this more in depth in the first episode. Nothing has really changed as far as media since five months ago because I was already good. So really just the invitation here is to be very mindful with what you're consuming. Um, And I guess what did shift is that I really took some space to put consuming other people's thoughts on pause. So one of the things I did was I committed to not reading any books. I committed to that for six weeks because I was in a six week program. And um, I also unfollowed everyone on Instagram. I stayed at like that I was following just one person I was following my podcast of course for I think it was a week or two weeks and just taking that space to not consume and to not have other people's thoughts take up my energy gave me more space to listen to my own energy and my own thoughts and my own feelings first and so that's what I'll say about that so be mindful with Not only what you consume and noticing like the movies or shows that you watch, how are the women treating each other? And if the women in whatever you watch are treating each other in a way where it's not in alignment with the woman you want to be, then stop watching that. So that's the first piece of like what it is you're consuming. And then the second piece is like the amount or like the ratio of like you consuming things versus like you being in your own energy. And in you being in your own energy, like that is where so much of the healing of the sister wound, in my opinion, and in my experience of of what I've been in for the last five months, that's where most of the healing is going to come from. Because healing is always an internal job. And If you're okay with you just as you are, with nothing added, nothing taken away, without needing to do any like problem solving or alchemizing, just if you're okay with you in this moment and you're just like, I radically accept and deeply love myself right now, then that kind of brings this like energy forward into your relationships with women and with anyone actually that helps you relate in a way where you're not projecting your traumas and your ego onto them so yeah that's what I'll say about that and the third thing that I said contributes to the sisterhood wound is your relationship with your mom so that is honestly some work that I've done for a while when I first started doing that work was when I met um two of my best friends, which I think I mentioned them in the last podcast in the part one. 
Um, and honestly, these past five months, I've been avoiding doing mother wound work. I've been avoiding it. And uh, yeah, it's like this kind of like frustration comes up of, I don't really know if it's frustration. Like when I really sit and think about it now, it's kind of just like, okay, like it's fine. I'm I'm working on other things within showing up in relation to other women. And when it's time to work on the mother wound, it'll be, you know, perfect. It'll reveal itself when it needs to be. And also there's definitely, if I'm being totally honest, there's definitely frustration of like, oh, like when will I be done with this? Because it's work that I started in 2015 and I have made huge progress, huge progress. And there's still some more layers to it where when I see those parts of myself, I know that in working on those last like lingering things and cleaning that stuff up, alchemizing it, feeling it, transmuting it, I know that that will deepen this, these connections I've made with my fellow sisters here on this earth and yet I'm like avoiding it. <laughs> so yeah, maybe recording this and sharing this with you will um will inspire me to move through it because I consider myself more a mentor than a coach. And what that means to me, a mentor versus a coach is a mentor is someone that leads by example. And a mentor is someone who will walk a path that seems like no one has walked on it before in order to pave the way for people behind you. And more importantly, and a huge part about this sisterhood wound thing, a mentor is someone that walks along with you. There's no like hierarchy. There's no like, I'm better than you or like you're broken and let me fix you. No, we're on this journey together. We're on this journey together. So I want to share with you where I've been these last five months since the last time I recorded a Sisterhood Wound solo episode. It's also been a little while since I've posted a solo episode in general. I think it's been since July. And um, I really felt the call to to just like take a step back. And I had a few ideas, but nothing that was really like really asking me to be birthed and to be moved forward. I feel like I needed this space. So I don't remember what I was doing in April, but at least for this last uh, three months in the summer, and also actually starting the end of May, I found a post. This was a post in like a community app that was a part of a it like it's kind of like a facebook but it's like a private one because um it was a part of a course that i was in and there was a post in there about stepping into your liberation and it caught my attention and it was like this 11 day challenge and i'd never heard of the person who was facilitating it her name was chelsea chelsea joe huntsman is her name 
I never heard of her before, but I liked the post. I clicked on the link and I read the sales page and like, I didn't even read the whole thing. It was just kind of like a intuitive yes right away. And so I signed up for it. And as soon as I signed up, I remember there was like this video of Chelsea welcoming you in and telling you, you know, like the transformation is already happening because you said, yes, take a deep breath. And she invited anyone who signed up to show up in this free challenge as if you paid thousands of dollars. And I took that really seriously. I took that super seriously. So the next uh, two weeks that transpired because it was an 11 day challenge, but we had like some days off for integration in between. We're just life changing. So life changing that May of this year feels like a year ago. (laughs) It really does. It feels like a year ago. And in this space, in this space of this free challenge, I felt like It was safe to show who I really was. I felt like I was in a space where I was with my people and I was able to share my offerings. I was able to book a few clients through that, through the people that I met in there. And because I showed up so fully and I showed up big and I was there every day, I didn't miss a single call. I ended up winning a scholarship to Chelsea's course called Medicine Muse, which was what she was offering at the end of Liberate Your Legacy. And it was like, it was her first time running the course. And so there were scholarships available. And oh my God, like I'm just like feeling the gratitude of being in this deep space of sisterhood for the past three months, essentially. In the program, I joined this program to have more clarity and more flow and connect with my feminine more in my business. And I got way more than that. I received from this course the safety that I was craving in being witnessed in sisterhood. And that came from just going just going all out and doing the things that were uncomfortable like showing up and introducing myself live in the Facebook group even though no one else had introduced themselves yet going through practices like raising my hand to volunteer to go through practice on Zoom and just like going for it even though I was terrified and just like the you know, when you know you're in a in a space where the people that are there resonate with you, it's a little easier to do things like that where it's like, ooh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the leap and go live or take the leap and raise my hand and share my thoughts on this Zoom call that's gonna be recorded. Because even though it's scary in the moment, because you're in a space where these people are aligned with you, it's going to be received so well. You're going to get that witnessing that you crave. Because if you if you have a sister wound and you feel any type of sister wound, it really is just this, this desire of wanting to be witnessed in a safe way 
and also wanting to witness other women. Like you just, you're just a human who wants love. You're just a human who wants love. And specifically being a woman, when you can connect with other women, like there's, I don't think there's anything more powerful than that. And so being in this space, it was called um, Medicine Muse. I'm not sure if I mentioned that earlier. But being in this space, the community was so aligned and and it was full of a lot of people who like initiated like, let's, uh, what did they initiate? They, you know, shared their offerings, shared, you know, let's all meet and on Zoom and share our work that we do just to practice sharing what, what we do is just blah, 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 to like practice speaking about our work, to just be witnessed. Um, people even like there was a lot of energy exchanges going on of like these are my gifts that I'm willing to offer and this is what I desire to receive is there anyone here that wants to do an exchange in that way so there was a lot of co-creation a lot of love a lot of connection a lot of collaboration and it was just so fucking beautiful so beautiful and so what the the thing that has really shifted in the last five months has been, first of all, being in a space like this that had such a connected community and being in this space for like an extended period of time. So I was here meeting with these women, you know, weekly and some of them we even chat in the DMs all the time. Some of them are even listening to this podcast. I love you so much. And uh, like that, that is, if sisterhood wound work is some stuff that you've done on your own, like how I was doing in the first part episode, once you do some work on your own, I mean, it's not a linear process, so it's not like you got to do work on your own and then go out into community, but doing the work of like showing up in community, even though you might be terrified, is a part of the work. And it's also really important to make sure that it's the right community. So finding communities that have the same interests and more importantly, that have the same values as you. And luckily we have the internet now, we have Facebook groups, like it's just so much easier now to find people online. And even in person, most things are opened up now. You can, you know, just Google a type like what is, what's an experience you would love to have? Maybe it's going to a sound bath, maybe it's going to an open mic night, maybe it's going to karaoke, maybe it's going to a full moon circle maybe it's going to a drum circle what is the experience you want to have and go ahead google that with the name of your city right after it and you will most likely find something you'll most likely find something and then also finding like what things exist in your neighborhood that happen regularly like in my neighborhood there's a kundalini yoga class that happens bi-weekly and everyone usually goes out for lunch together afterwards. It's so beautiful. I remember the first time I went, I was like, what? They're all going out for brunch afterwards? I'm going to join. 
And um, it's been a little while since I've been there, but I'm going to go this weekend. So finding those spaces where you can be in person and showing up regularly in there. And, you know, there's still so much I'm moving through and going through within the sister wound still. So there'll probably be another update of this. Um, But I'm just a little mind blown of where I'm at now versus where I was in April. And where I'm at now, I feel like, you know, it's all virtual. I'm virtually connecting with women where we're doing, you know, just like goddess chats or we're just having like virtual coffee slash tea dates. Um, There are even some women who I'm FaceTiming with. And when I say like some women, it sounds like like a huge group. So another part of it is like, I'm not spreading myself thin by like trying to connect with all these different people. It's just the people that really resonate with me and that I see that resonance also coming back to me. Like there's no, there's no forcing. There's no, like one of the big things, one of the big things I I did in regards to like shifting the relationships I had is I have a few friends who I love them so much, but when I make plans with them, they'll always flake out. And I notice like, oh, I'm the one to like initiate the plans and then they flake out. So let me just like take a step back and wait for them to initiate and wait for them to make plans. Like I'm not here to force anything. If if someone is meant to be in your space physically and in your space, maybe on Zoom, if you if you do like virtual hangouts, if someone is meant to be in your life as a consistent connection, there won't be anything that you need to force because they'll they will want to show up. They will want to show up. They'll want to be in your energy. I feel like that's really all I want to share about like where I'm at. So like where I'm at now, I'm like there are a few podcast people who their episodes have already been out and we're like friends, (laughs) you know, one of them is even we're planning a visit. I'm so excited for that. And um, yeah, just this like more there's like more connection with other women. That's like genuine connection. It doesn't feel transactional of like let's collaborate so that our businesses both get more visibility no it's like an actual mutual friendship and that that shift really came from me going going for it in like all right I'm about to be seen in my rawness right now I'm about to raise my hand in this group coaching call and like cry through something or move through something messy while all these women are watching and I'm just going to go for it. So it came through that and it came through also realizing that the thing that was blocking me and connecting with other women was fear. A lot of fear would come up, fear that like something would go wrong on my end or their end that 
one of us would break the trust or like one of my things too is like I'm not available I'm not available anymore to like go out to bars or go out to clubs or go out to happy hour that's just not me that's just not me it's honestly never been me and The only reason why I used to do that in the past was because like I didn't feel 100% sure of myself and I thought that that was what you had to do to socialize and I'm not saying that it's bad to do that. It's just not fun for me and one of the things that like fear would come up was that I was having this belief of like if I go out and make friends, they're going to invite me for drinks and then I'm going to have to say no and they're gonna think you know that I'm a bitch or that I'm like weird for not wanting to go out for wanting to like go to sleep (laughs) um or like another part of the fear was like oh if someone invites me out I'm going to go anyways and go out and go drinking and do something that's against my values that doesn't actually make me feel good Or maybe I'll say yes and I'll go out and I'll, something I've done before is uh, like go out somewhere and be the one person drinking kombucha and noticing like facial expressions. Some people are like, what are you drinking? Kombucha. Like what? What the fuck? (laughs) Drinking kombucha? Like why don't you drink a beer? Um, And just that, just realizing that all of that is just fear that I don't need to carry. Like, it doesn't matter if it doesn't matter if you if you think I'm weird for not wanting to go out drinking all night and being hung over. Then that's fine. That doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It doesn't mean that I'm a good person. It doesn't mean anything. That's just our both of our personal preferences. And I'm totally done with molding myself to make other people happy and I'm totally here for fully stepping into the woman I'm here to be on this earth and when you can fully step into who you are I think and at least you know this experience of the last five months of working on the sisterhood wound is like when you fully step into who you're meant to be and act in accordance with your values it's inevitable that the people who align with that frequency will start to show up in your life those people will start to be the ones that respond to your instagram stories that apply to work with you on your website that you run into at the dog park that You know, they start to be the humans that show up because there's this there's this thing. I don't I don't remember what it's called, but this this actually exists. It's like this thing of where like your brain is paying attention to what's in line with your inner frequency. Let me look up what that is. It's like a way for your mind to um, save energy. What should I Google? Brain paying attention to. So I'm on psychology today. And there's this article on there called this is how the brain filters out unimportant, unimportant details. And it talks about how, you know, we're bombarded with information. Our brain actually like notices a bunch of things at all times. And let's see if we can find it. I'm not seeing it in here. 
But basically, as you're walking through this life experience, there's, don't quote me on this number, but there's like a million things that your mind is noticing. But in order to save energy, it has to filter out things. And the things that you consciously notice are the things that align with your frequency. So with your inner emotions, with the things that you fully believe to be true, with what you're embodying. And so that can kind of explain like why when you wake up and you're like, the world sucks, I'm having a bad day, then you like attract all these things in that day that go badly. And so, man, now I forgot why I brought this point up. I forgot why I brought this up. Um, Probably because... As you work on the sisterhood wound and you work on these like internal beliefs and you work on like one of the beliefs I had was that like it was unsafe to be myself, that if I try to make new friends and socialize, they're going to ask me out to go drinking when I don't want to and that that's the only thing that people do when they socialize. When you change those beliefs and you change those internal thoughts, you start to pay attention to what was always there on the outside that's in alignment with those thoughts. I hope the way I said that makes sense. So the belief I had of like everyone who socializes goes out drinking was causing me to, was causing like my mind to pay attention to that. Meanwhile, you know, I know that it's true that there are people in this world who don't drink and they they do other things with their Fridays, with their weekends. And it wasn't until I fully believed that truth that those kind of people were then people that popped out in my attention span. So, yeah, if anyone knows what that thing is called <laughs> of how the brain um, kind of like pays attention to what is in alignment. I know that there's a name for it. I've heard it on Manifestation Babes um, Instagram. I think she's, I think she said it on her podcast or on an Instagram live. I probably even have it in my journal somewhere. That is my update for the sisterhood wound. And I hope that listening to my journey and everything I just like intuitively shared with you here because I don't remember what I just said. I hope that it serves you. I hope that it highly serves you. I hope that it deeply serves you. I hope that this podcast episode gives you the like permission slip to show up as yourself with other women. And if you need that space to be in solitude first and to show up for yourself and with yourself first and to align with, you know, what is it that I value, then do that then do that. You kind of need this like inner map before you can go out and make those connections in the world. Sometimes again, it's not a linear process. It's not a linear process. So I will keep you all updated on this. Um, I know that I'm taking all winter off of the podcast this year. So I will update you on this somewhere around March or April. And actually, April would be perfect because it would be like an exact year since the first sisterhood wound episode. So if you have any questions about the sisterhood wound, if there's anything that I mentioned in this episode that you want to share with me, feel free to message me. I'm at Instagram at self-express babe. My DMs are open to you. I always check my requests. 
So yeah, give me give me a little hoot and holler over there. <laughs> I don't know why I just said that. I never say hoot and holler, but that was what was coming through. So yeah, I love you. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you in the next episode. Bye.